Hello there, this is Daniel from the Random Thought Studios. Today on, a, on this podcast of Random Chats, we embark on the next film in the Jurassic Park franchise. The next one is The Lost World Jurassic Park, a sequel to the first Jurassic Park. Uh, now this film is a lot different compared to the first one. Obviously it has at least one main character from the original, which is Ian Malcolm. He returns. Uh, they're on a separate island called Site B, Isla, Isla Sauna. Uh, completely different characters, some new dinosaurs, some old dinosaurs retooled and redone. Uh, the island is wild, it's not a park, uh, and the dinosaurs are being attempted to be taken off the island to be placed in a Jurassic Park in San Diego. Now there's not much more I can talk about except from whilst uh, we're watching it. Um, I do hope you've enjoyed the first three episodes of my commentary on Jurassic Park, but now you're about to enjoy a whole new journey and a whole new adventure with The Lost World Jurassic Park, or Jurassic Park 2. So, uh, yeah, how about we begin, shall we? Uh, this film is my favourite out of all five films to date. The Lost World has always been a good one. It's had the best music, in my opinion. It's a lot better. The dinosaurs, more of them. You know, it's got a few of my fan favourites, uh, like Stegosaurus and Pachycephalosaurus and all that. Uh, and yeah, we're just going through the Universal Studios logo right now. Uh, and yeah, it's a very different film in comparison to the first one, trust me. Very different. Uh, we're now on a black screen. But yeah, guys, if you're new to the podcast, I recommend you watch the first three episodes of the Jurassic Park commentary series, um, as well as the first episode of Random Chats, just to just to get a a, a view of what is going on here. Um, and if you came here from my YouTube channel, uh, then that's great. If you haven't and you want to see my YouTube channel, then my YouTube channel is called Random Thoughts Studios recommend you go check that out because there's original content and uh, tons of stuff going to be on that. But right now we're on the opening credits of the Lost World Jurassic Park. Yep, just got the logo, there's waves, we're on Alisauna. Uh I think this is the scene with the, yep, there's a yacht. Yeah, because this is with the rich family, ain't it? Oh, this... Yeah, the rich family decide to randomly just park their asses on Isla Sauna, because, uh, why not really? I mean, I would freaking keep my ass close to a dinosaur, you know. I'd always see a dinosaur if they were real. The little girl's been given sandwiches. Okay. Deirdre. So the mother's name of the child is Deirdre. So funny. The husband is just, you know, the, the wife asked the, the husband about snakes. 
on the beach, but there aren't any, which is kind of dumb because, you know, there, there can be snakes on beaches. So the, the little girl is now walking across the beach, eating her sandwich. Now she's sort of almost kind of entering into the jungle, you can see. Uh, oh, there's the chittering of a dinosaur, I think, or a bird of sound. Yep, it's the Compi. Uh, now, in the in the novelization, they call him Procompsognathus, which isn't a compsognathus. Um, and even in the behind the scenes and all that, they even say that it is indeed Procompsognathus. So these are Procompsognathus, not Compi Compies. They're Procompies. Uh, the little girl just fed a bit of her food to one of them. And now there's several of them, a lot of them. The rich woman is now calling for her. And there is like a good load of compies around her right now. So many. I think there's more. Yep, now they're after the sandwich and they've attacked her. The daughter's dad is now running with all the boatmen and Deirdre, or whatever her name is, the rich woman. Uh, but she's about to scream. Yep, now she's screaming. <laughs> and it panned out to uh, a bit with Ian Malcolm yawning in an American subway station. Uh, has been like four years since the first film, apparently. So, obviously people know him you know he's the man that was on Jurassic Park and you know, I think he you know he he seemed like a madman because Ingen tried covering it up making him seem like a deluded twit there's a random blonde there's a random not blondie uh, there's a random long haired bloke with a nice long coat but he, he looks like an idiot and he's clicking at Ian right now and is now sitting with him, and he looks like an absolute moron. Yeah, so it's the the long haired black is saying, um, you know, I believed you. So obviously, Ingen has covered it up, and uh, yeah, Malcolm is. Yeah, the, the dinosaurs aren't real, apparently, but obviously it's been hidden. And now everyone is looking at him, including two old ladies. Now we're in a mansion scene. This is John Hammond's house, his estate. Big old house. Malcolm got summoned by Richard Attenborough's character, John Hammond. And now we've got Lex and Tim Murphy coming in, and obviously they're a lot older. I mean, they look... Oh no, they are older looking. I mean, Tim's got this 
bowl haircut. Lex is obviously a lot taller, uh, but they've grown up since the first one, definitely. And there is now a couple businessmen and uh, John Hammond's nephew. I forgot his name. The death of three people. nephew said that Injun's now in his hands so he's taking it over from John Hammond which is yeah and obviously the Malcolm and the nephew are just chatting about the fact that uh, Malcolm's life has been ruined all because of Injun because they're trying to like hide the fact that all of it happened in Jurassic Park and all that stuff, the incident and there we are, Richard Attenborough aka David Attenborough God, he looks old. And it's connected to a life support machine, so this either means that at the end of The Lost World he passed away, or later on, so Jurassic Park 3 or something, he passes away. I mean, in Jurassic World he did pass away. There was a memorial supporting that. Um, and Masrani took over the island and the dinosaurs and stuff like that, so... Yeah. Now they're talking about Site B because there was a massive storm, so all the people evacuated, uh, but the animals have been let loose. And Site B is a lot better, it has a, the environment because the, the dinosaurs are round, like wild and free, I don't know why I kind of like that idea, a dinosaur island, basically. I just found it like a fun idea. Plus they tried it with Isla Nublar, because obviously right now Nublar is wild all the dinosaurs are free and then they get contained for Jurassic World and they go wild again and it's seen in Fallen Kingdom uh, now they're talking about the lysine contingency where basically there's a an enzyme they don't have in their immune system so they can't generate so there's a specific dietary requirement where they have to get it so like beans and uh, protein based stuff like that you can get the lysine um, and they can also get supplements the dinosaurs, uh, but without any care, then uh, they don't, they die quite quickly, uh, due to being lysine deficient. 
Um, but on Sauna, it's a lot different. The dinosaurs have managed to work around it. Now it's talking about the territorial, uh, how territorial the dinosaurs are in on site C, site B, not C. Malcolm's surprised now because there's another there's another island with no fences. And now he's going to talk. John Hammond right now is trying to hide the paleontologist's file from Ian because the paleontologist is Sarah Harding, which is um, Malcolm's, I don't know if it's an ex or current girlfriend, one of those. Um, and the name Harding also comes from Jerry Harding, which is one of the, is the ranger we saw in the first Jurassic Park film, which um, he was tending to the sick triceratops. Um, and then in Jurassic Park, the game, the Telltale one, um, Jerry Harding's the main character you play as in that in that game. I think the title for The Lost World is sort of... I think Michael Crichton based it initially sort of around the Arthur Conan Doyle story, The Lost World, uh, which I've read, and it's pretty good. It's a pretty good book. Um sort of the the theme as well in the lost world jurassic park and the lost world novel i think uh it's quite similar to the lost world original um victorian novel malcolm's now declining and going to the island because you know he's trying to stop Oh, there we go, now it's she. He's he's surprised about the paleontologist. And now he contacted Sarah and he figured it out. No exciting revelation. Um... Sarah's already on the island. She she went by herself, and then uh, the rest of the team goes with Malcolm later on. And here's Malcolm looking uh, bishevelled. You sent my girlfriend to this island alone. You know. Sarah went down to a hospital in Costa Rica that Ian uh, that Ian was in after the Jurassic Park incident, and I guess that's how they met each other. 
<laughs> and now the Jurassic Park themes in the background because Ian was like, it's not a research team, it's a rescue op. <laughs> Malcolm's <laughs> Hammond's now counting his fingers like, oh, I got everyone now. He's all happy because he's got everyone. And now we are in a garage. Um, Ian's talking to one of the members called Eddie Carr. Uh, just talking about why the um, satellite phone isn't working. Because he, Ian's trying to contact Sarah, but it ain't working. And now, coming out of a white van, is Nick Van Owen. Um, he's famous, I don't remember the actor's name, um, but he's pretty good. Um, and here's a wildlife photographer and like wartime photographer. Van Allen said he worked with Greenpeace and Malcolm's like why and I think Van Allen was like women it's funny <laughs> where you're going is the only place in the world where the geese chase you I love it and Ian has a kid called Kelly who is probably from an ex-wife because she looks like nothing like him probably I mean, she's a different skin and all that. Troglodyte. Love it. Full on roasting in. This is definitely the better film out of all of them, in my opinion. I, I quite like this. I mean, obviously, Jurassic Park 1 is, you know, a classic, but this one is. is this one's my favourite film out of all of them, just due to the, the nature of it, you know, going out to an island filled with dinosaurs that are free and loose. And they're, they're kind of like naturalists and observers, and it's it's all cool, plus the ending as well, which I'll talk about later on. Kelly's mum left to Paris and ditched her own kid. That's oh. And now they're monitoring the the high high. The high hide. 
And then Kelly's now going to go look at this giant van caravan thing which they're using, which is like their research station. And it's super cool, this thing. Looking in and out, I mean, it is a pretty swanky looking facility. So wish I had the, I would have the opportunity to sit in an awesome place like this. There's two beds in it though, so it's either people are sleeping in the same bed or, or maybe three. I don't know. Oh, and now we're on a map and it's gone to. Wow, yeah, Isla Pena, Isla Muerta, Isla Matacelos. Las Cinco Muertes, the five deaths. So that's canon, that's all the islands. Yeah, there's a tycooness game out there called Jurassic World Evolution, pretty popular now. Um, all those islands are on it. Oh, I love the theme on this in this film. Dun, 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 so they're in a, a boat now literally off the coast of Isla Sauna and they're now talking about tranquilizer darts talking about venom Nick Van Owen speaks Spanish because he's now talking to the the captain of the boat. Now, um, the captain of a boat is talking about like fairy tales that people hear um, such as fishermen that go towards the island and they go near it just to fish and then they never come back and go onto the island they just fish around so that might be speculation of Spinosaurus being in the Lost World because in Jurassic Park 3 Spinosaurus is the main antagonist so it's not like T-Rex it replaces the role of the T-Rex so perhaps the Spinosaurus exists in the Lost World film. Which might be interesting. I mean, no one knows when it was cloned, seeing as it's an illegal animal. Um, but it's a lot larger and older than people believe. So it couldn't have been recent. It had to be during some form of time. So maybe now is the time sort of the Spinosaurus was cloned. So I don't remember when the, the, the law in the... But the legislation in the Jurassic Park universe was when you're not allowed to clone new dinosaurs. I don't know when it was. They put that down. They're on the island. They found a backpack now. Checking for Sarah. Ooh, and I think now we're about to see our first dinosaur. No, second dinosaur. The compies were. This is our second dinosaur in the in the film and it's a new one stegosaurus 
And my goodness, the CGI models on these things are bloody gorgeous. These are the best Degos in the whole franchise. I mean, Jurassic Park 3, uh, Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, they have Stegosauruses, but these are the best ones. These are the best ones, and it pans up to the Steg's back where the plates are and the sun going through it. It's awesome. Eddie Carr and Ellen, uh, Nick Van Owen are now like getting super amazed about the Stegosaurs, and Ian does not care for them. He looks concerned, if anything. Nick Van Owen's now on a tree trying to take a better photo. And then pans to, oh look, there's Sarah. Also taking photos. Love it. Ian's not impressed. Also has his hand down his trousers. Just noticed that his hands was down his pants. No clue why. Sarah talking about the juveniles in the stegosaur herd that I, we just saw. Um, the stegosaur was a juvenile in it, a baby. I think it's the only one in there. Herd, apparently. Because all the eggshells are crushed and all that, so it might might have been the only animal. Yeah, I think Ian and Sarah are still dating because Sarah just went, um, I'll be right back, baby. So I think they are still dating in this film. I thought they might have broken up by the way they sort of act with each other, but... Yeah, no, I think they are dating. Soy agma beans, those are the lysine-rich plants that the herbivorous dinosaurs eat, and then carnivores eat the herbivore dinosaurs, apparently, so, obviously. So that makes sense. And I think, yeah, Sarah's trying to get close to the stegosaur herd now, which means we're going to see the first, like, animatronic dinosaur in the film. Well, second, night, no, because, yeah, there was a compi puppet, which is very cute. It was a small puppet. Um, it's stick moved so it moves with like two sticks this is an animatronic animatronic there we go baby stegosaurus and it is the cutest little thing in the world it's got such big ass eyes it's the sweetest thing ever oh look at it it's, yeah and this is evidence it's got a beak the other film, the, the films next in the, the franchise, the stegosaurs don't have beaks, they have fleshy sort of lippies. Fleshy lippies? Le f fleshy lips. Right, Sarah's now stroking the stegosaur, and the stegosaur seems to like it. That's cute. He's such a cute little baby animal. It is the best ever model ever as well, though. Like, I could see this in a theme park. It is such a good animal model moves so realistically as well i think this is one of the most more realistic animatronics so far the compi 
probably didn't look too bad. And then obviously the animatronics in the last film, although it looked realistic, obviously they've updated themselves. Um, and there's still the Stan Winston studio in this film, so the Stan Winston company made these animatronics. And to be honest, they also made the Jurassic Park 3 ones as well, as well as Jurassic Park, so they, they went for three films. Sarah's camera's acting up and Baby Steg is annoyed, which is also attracting the bigger Stegs. And she decides to run straight through, I think, yeah, because the bull Stegosaurus is there. Yep, and now she's in the middle of a Stegosaurus stampede. <laughs> yep, gonna swing the tail now. Oh, so close. I wonder if they do like... Yeah, no. That's interesting. Oh! Thagomizes is straight through the wood is... Because uh, Sarah hid in a log. This is the better film. It just the environment, the way it looks, it's all so great looking. And I think as well the update with cameras and stuff, it looks a lot better quality than the first film, obviously. That is awesome. Malcolm and Sarah are arguing because, you know, she touched a stegosaur. So. Yeah, Sarah's saying that she's sick and tired of digging up bones and sort of thinking, making theories about dinosaur, like, family groups and stuff like that and family behaviour. Um, and obviously, Isla Sauna has real dinosaurs. To be honest, they're all still got amphibian DNA, so are they still, are they technically dinosaurs, or are they hybrids? So, you know, because technically every dinosaur in the Jurassic Park franchise is a hybrid. Uh, but later dinosaurs, like the Indominus Rex and Indoraptor, are dinosaur-dinosaur uh, dinosaur hybrids, I believe. Dinosaur-frog-dinosaur-frog-hybrid, I don't, I don't know how you figure it out. I'll talk about it, that sort of topic in Jurassic World, because that's when the hybrid kind of idea comes into fruition. Oh, and Kelly is secretly in the caravan. She snuck onto the island. Sarah's talking to talking to Kelly and <laughs> Yeah, so this team that Hammond created are here to record and document 
the dinosaurs. So only like build notes, make videos and stuff like that of the dinosaurs in their natural habitat to prove to the to InGen and to I'm guessing the US to make it a biological preserve or something like that. So yeah. And Sarah and Sarah and arguing about random stuff and now Ian's and Ian's arguing with Kelly now because the state of the caravan is awful best kind of girlfriend there is Sarah said so yeah they, they are technically still dating so that's that's intriguing because to be honest you, you wouldn't think that the way they talk to each other it always it seems like they broke up but not they're dating relationship argument and Kelly's trying to join in now arguing during mid-conversation being a hypocrite basically because he told Kelly to go outside because it's an adult conversation and then starts screaming the moment she tries leaving the door well that sounds like a dick thing to say Sarah's like look you should leave to leave the island and he's like I love you but I don't need you right now I'm just like that's that's evil that's nasty Kind of a dick move to say, especially when you're, if you're in a relationship. Kelly spots sounds hears helicopters. It sounds helicopters. Oh, and there they are, all the helicopters. And this is the introduction to yeah, it's the introduction to the engine team. Peter Ludlow. That's it. <laughs> Peter Ludlow is John Hammond's nephew. I got that. I don't know why. I only just re remembered that. It's in gen team, ain't it? Yeah, it is. So, and they're about. To, yep, they're all in there. Cars now driving to a giant herd, because I think they're gonna go capture some dinosaurs. Right, and now we're introduced to a new character, uh, Roland Tembo, who's a hunter, um, and he's joined in just to capture a T-Rex, basically. I think he's, he, he wants the right to hunt uh, a T-Rex, basically, and that's why he's on the island. Mm. 
Yeah, so Roland Tenbar basically doesn't. He he's all right with getting rid of his fee, basically the money he's gonna get, um, as long as he gets a right to hunt a tyrannosaur, whether it's the male or the buck only, not the female apparently. Peter's just smiling with joy. And now we're in the middle of the stampede. There's Parasaurolophus, Gallimimus, and Pachys. Uh, Pachycephalosaurus. And Roland is now trying to... Yeah, now he's trying trying to tell people to hunt down the Pachycephalosaurus, but he called it Friar Tuck, which is fun. I think Clayton Furiotti is a Jurassic Park YouTuber, basically. He... he his one of his stickers is called Friar Tuck, and now we're going through the legs of a new herbivore uh, called Mementisaurus, which is the second sauropod you see in the franchise, really. Oh, and there's a new paleontologist, oh, and we're seeing a few of the hunters running around with sticks trying to. Secure a Pachycephalosaurus. Looks like a juvenile, but it's really small. Oh, sh the package just smashed a van door. That's the paleontologist is just ranting. Friar Tuck's on the loose. I think they're about to use the new trapping car that they got, which has like giant balloons strapped to the side so they can trap it. It's so random, the, the mechanism. Dart Sniper. That's a big old dart gun. It looks like a sniper rifle and it's huge. Alright, so. They've got the packy and they darted it and now they're like trying to contain it. And they've got this giant vehicle which has like balloons strapped to it for security. It's so weird. And this is the animatronic packy we're seeing right now as well and it looks good. It's a good animatronic. Oh, and now we're with the naturalist gang, so I have Nick Van Owen and a lot and they're filming what's going on, the stampede with people around. Um, and the only old dinosaur we saw in the first film that's showing up right now is the Gallimimus um, and the Parasaurolophus, we did see them uh, but these are a new look oh. Roland Temple's terrible at naming dinosaurs apparently um, and his assistant manager or something, Eddie Carr or whatever, I don't know, his deputy, he's about to shoot a dinosaur. Oh, the music as well in the background right now is so good, it's all fun. There we go, and now they're about to go trap a capture of Parasaurolophus, which is difficult because they've got a ton of people with pole catchers and they've got to wrap it around the Parasaur. Kind of like a bit of a Valley of Guanche reference because in that film the 
dinosaur in it, the Allosaur, is captured with like lassos and stuff by cowboys. And that's kind of what they're trying to do right now. Trying to catch. Yep, they got the legs. Oh gosh. Well, they've just captured the Parasaur and basically just did some animal cruelty. They got him by the legs and just pulled him down. That just spells animal cruelty right there. And there's always this dilemma saying they're animals, but in-gen workers think they're just their property because they made them. They own them. So, there's a bit of an ethical dilemma in how to treat the dinosaurs in this universe. There's a Tyrannosaurus footprint, and Ronan Tembo's got a giant double barrel shotgun and he's about to go shoot up the T-Rex because he wants to capture a Tyrannosaur. with the Proconsignatus and there's a bloke called Dieter Stark right now and he's got an electric cattle prod and uh, by the looks of it he's willing to prod the animal in the butt Dieter just electrocuted the Procomp Signatus in the head. Oh, and uh, the hunter guy, I forgot his name now. Roland, that's it. He's uh, found the Rex nest, or a nest for Tyrannosaurus, and there's a baby T Rex, which is the first ever baby we've seen so far. Well, not the first, actually, because we saw the baby steg, so I'm wrong. And, uh, yeah, baby T-Rex. It's, uh, it's very cute. It's got a very small face. they trapped the baby t-rex it's now stapled to the ground and there's a deleted scene where peter ludlow comes over chats to roland tempo about it and he falls over and breaks the baby t-rex's leg i mean roland uh peter is such a, a sort of a dillweed in this film he's evil he's nasty he thinks nothing about money really that's all he wants just money he's capturing all the dinosaurs so he can relocate them to San Diego for uh, a new theme park called Jurassic Park San Diego. And now we're in night time and Ian Malcolm and the gang are sort of stalking the, the hunters because they're at their campsite and they're going to try and uh,
try and release the dinosaurs, basically, before they get taken away off the island. They want to take dinosaurs to the mainland, which ain't a good idea. Fan of, and his reason for being there is that he's good at sneaking about and stalking and robbing and stuff, so he's going to break the dinosaurs out of their cages, make them run wild again. And Peter Ludlow is now just playing with Procomsignathuses in what looks like cat cages. He's making a video conference. Making a conference with all the other executives in the InGen company. Oh, Sarah and Nick Van Owen are walking past some cages. One of them holding a Stegosaurus, and it is a big one. And it's the whole animatronic as well, so it's gorgeous looking. It's a big old Steggy. Make some good ass roars as well. I mean, that is a good roar. I think I might have found my favourite dinosaur in the franchise now. Is such a good-looking animal. Although the Jurassic World ankylosaurs are also a good thing too. They're also pretty cool. Yep, and now they're talking about San Diego um, and the popularity when it comes to animal attractions, because obviously you have San Diego Zoo and all that. Oh, baby Triceratops and a Pachycephalosaurus. Now in the in the Jurassic Park novel, there is a baby Triceratops. Oh, and there's the baby Stegosaurus. And an adult Triceratops. <laughs> so many, and they're all animatronic as well. So that's pretty cool. They made a lot more animatronics for this film than they did in the first one, to be honest. And uh, originally the first ever Jurassic Park site is a sort of an amphitheatre in San Diego. And it actually looks pretty good. I, I'd go to one of it like that. I mean, it is a cool looking place. Oh, and a Triceratops breaks through the tent that Peter Ludlow was in and is now rampaging, causing fires and breaking stuff. That is a sick Triceratops. Looks completely different to the first one in the first film. Jeep got blown up and now there's a Jeep flying over to Peter Ludlow and all that in their little tree top hideout. Oh gosh. Full on smash right there. And Nick Van Owen has found the baby T Rex, who now has a broken leg, thanks to Peter in a deleted scene because Peter Ludlow fell over on top of the Rex's leg. It's so dumb the way it happened. Sarah's now waiting for Nick Van Owen, and Nick is coming around with a baby T-Rex. 
with the baby T-Rex, and it's so cute. Severin Feather broke his leg, sad times, but it's so cute. I think it's a male as well, um, and it is confirmed that the T-Rex we see in Jurassic Park 3 is the, the baby in this film. So that's pretty cool. Now Roland Tembo and Peter Ludlow are now discovering that basically they're not alone because people are breaking in. Well, Ian Malcolm and Kelly are now in the camper van. Yeah, no, this is, this is pretty good. Yeah, but Jurassic Park is my number one favourite franchise of all. It beats Marvel, it beats DC, beats Star Wars, you know, all them well-known franchises out there right now. This one beats it, them all for me. It is probably because it's dinosaurs, but I think it's just the way the films are, the science, you know, the, the, it's just interesting to me. Um, and The Lost World Jurassic Park is my number one favourite out of all of them. Just because the way the environment is in this film, the way the situation of it all, you know, it's not in a theme park, it's out in the wild. It's probably why I also like Jurassic Park 3, even though that's the worst film in the franchise to most people. Because um, it's in a wild setting. But a lot of people hate that film, and I understand why. But it's also a good film to me. I quite enjoyed Jurassic Park 3. Plus, I was born in 2001, and Jurassic Park 3 was released just a little bit, a little bit before me, I think. I, I don't know. Let me, let me find, let me find out. Uh, right, right now. Uh, Love it. I'm currently doing research whilst also having a film in the background. 20th of July 2001. So I was born three weeks before it got released. Yeah, three weeks. I was born in the same month and the same year. So as you can see, dinosaurs have definitely had an effect on my life. I mean, I've been basically born with just dinosaurs. I think Jurassic Park 3 is the first dinosaur film I watched. It's either that it was Walking with Dinosaurs, the BBC documentary. Yeah, so right now, Sarah Harding and Nick Van Owen are in the van with Ian and Kelly, and they're trying to sort out the Tyrannosaurus, baby, uh, the baby T-Rex's leg. Kelly's getting scared now. She doesn't want to be there. Right. Now Ian and Kelly are going to the high hide because um, Kelly is terrified because obviously the baby T-Rex is making a lot of noise and other animals can hear it and the baby T-Rex's parents are Tyrannosaurus Rex so they're pretty huge and Terrifying, really. So, you know. 
Kelly regrets coming to the island now. And now we're with Nick Van Owen and Sarah. Um, they're fixing the, the leg. Uh, funny scene where Nick Van o uh, Sarah asks Nick Van Owen for the gum he's chewing. Because um, he needs something temporary for the for the cast. And he actually just spits in Sarah Harding's hand rather than gives her the gum. It's It's funny. That's Ian Malcolm and Kelly are trying to talk about how safe they are right now, saying they're totally safe in a different environment, and then they can hear an adult Tyrannosaurus Rex noise in the distance. It's hilarious. Holy cow, I just realised we're getting to the end of this part of the podcast. I mean, we've got more coming up, obviously. Hopefully, probably three parts. Yeah, probably, because we got, like, another hour, basically. And 16. Yeah, so, two more parts, most likely, um, for this part of the series. Well, Ian now is going to go run back to the caravan, basically, to save Sarah and Nick Van Owen, because they're both idiots for bringing the baby Rex back. Even though, obviously, the baby Rex was broken. Well, not broken, but had a broken leg. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, Sarah's now going to be like, spit. I mean, it's not actually spit. Oh, he actually does it as well. Baby T-Rex has been pumped with morphine and sounds like a drugged up basset hound. And Mama and Daddy are walking through the forest because Nick Van Owen and Kelly are looking down and the trees are being moved about because there's a... T-Rex is walking on a stroll. Oh, gosh. Oh, I, could, I couldn't imagine being above two Tyrannosaurs. Oh, and we're now at 55 minutes, uh, so Ian Malcolm is going to jump into the camper van, but uh, seeing as I have to end it here because we don't have a lot of time now, um, thank you again for watching my little mini-series. I know obviously it's a bit dumb, and I'm not the best when it comes to podcasts or talking, so everything I say is either stupid or just meh. Um, I think I was a lot better with the first film. I think the second one, I think I'm either talking too much or talking too much shit. Um, basically, but, uh, no, hopefully, um, you guys stick around for the next one, um, it will all be posted on Anchor and Spotify, and, yeah, okay, guys, I hope to see you guys in the next one for part two, all right, bye -ya.